Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Jim Andrews, here with a reminder that the Ticket Manager Partner Summit is back. We'll be getting together in person on October 17th this year at the Times Center in New York City. This is a free, invitation-only event where hundreds of business leaders across the world's most influential brands in sports, sponsorship, live events, and ticketing gather to make great connections and share valuable information. Approved attendees enjoy exclusive networking events, insightful panels, and exciting celebrity speakers, all for free. Are you interested in attending? Just go to ticketmanager.com for details on how to apply. Welcome to Ticket Manager's All Access Interview Series, engaging leaders from across the sports marketing spectrum to identify and explore critical issues in the business of sports, entertainment, sponsorship, activation, ticketing, hospitality, and even more. I'm your host, Jim Andrews. Joining me on this episode, Jared Dillon. Uh, Jared is the Chief Marketing and Revenue Officer for Vinick Sports Group, and that, of course, includes the NHL champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. So first of all, uh, Jerry, congratulations uh, on the Stanley Cup. I know that's been quite uh, made for quite an exciting uh, summer and fall for, for all of you down in Tampa. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Appreciate it very much. And so Vinick Sports Group, uh, kind of the umbrella, the parent organization there, that's you know, think formed about eight or nine months ago. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the operations there and, and your role? Absolutely. And it's evolved and will continue to, obviously, with kind of the, the time we're in right now. But the vision really set forth by our CEO, Steve Griggs, uh, in, you know, even five, five and a half years ago when I was recruited to, to come here, it was the vision of a larger, you know, sports and entertainment company. And really, over the last couple of years, as we've moved through some different iterations of that, we've had the opportunity to add on different verticals, manage some different properties, take on some new projects. And, and we really sat back as an executive team and, and really looked at wanting to organize everything under kind of one umbrella, especially from a communications and, and buy-in standpoint from all of our employees that we all, you know, work for one entity. And part of your, you know, your responsibility might be managing one building or one brand or one platform. But at the end of the day, we all report in and work for Vinick Sports Group. And so that's really where the rebranding kind of took its uh, took off from. We're fortunate, in, in my opinion, and many of us that work here, that we work for the best, if not one of the best owners in sports in the Vinick family. And so to really align all of our efforts under Vinick Sports Group is also a, you know, a badge of honor for all of us that, that have the good fortune of, of working here. So as you mentioned, uh, it was just shy of about a year ago that we rebranded under the Vinick Sports uh, Group name. And I oversee kind of the commercial efforts there you know, across those different mechanisms, working with many of my counterparts on looking at new opportunities for representation, but then also with the five or six, you know, kind of existing uh, verticals that we have already. In, in light of that, that's, you've got a lot of responsibility there. You know, we're, we're about to wrap up probably the most interesting year that, that any of us who are working today have, have lived through. I think it's probably safe to say that in terms of planning for next year, you know this this kind of the planning cycle, which uh, a lot of organizations are in in, in the fourth quarter, you know, very different, very unlike any 
annual planning we, we've ever gone through. Uh, every company, you know, kind of does it a little different. For us, it's very much an ongoing process. So we'll we'll try to set obviously major strategic objectives from the top down from our CEO uh, starting out, and those are kind of our guiding principles and guiding objectives throughout the entire year. And then it kind of comes down to the rest of the executive team, myself included, to then go work with our teams on how that you know, correlates to each individual department. And for me, a lot of that has to do with revenue and brand. So thinking about partnerships, uh, suites, ticketing, uh, ticket operations, our analytics and strategy groups, and, um, and then marketing. Uh, and there's a few of us that get to work on the marketing side. So, you know, as we are looking at it right now, it's going to be continuing to evolve. Uh, and it, you know, we're not going to have these set plans where here's, you know, here's the finite goal and it's going to stay that way probably the entire year. We're just going to have to be more nimble, more willing to work through various scenarios. Give a lot of credit to our CEO and our CFO. We've already developed, you know, we've already developed multiple kind of budget, if you will, scenarios of what we have to model across various different groups. You know, we have the NHL with the Lightning and looking at what this next season is going to be you know, what capacity of fans, how many games, what's the timing, you know, a lot of those answers are still to come working with our, uh, with our, our property at the University of South Florida and working through what they're going through with college athletics, as everybody's aware of, that is constantly changing as well. I would even take one step back and say, for me, I feel like right now, the most important thing from a business planning standpoint for us is kind of the leadership aspect of our organization with our staff. There are so many unknowns you know, we are going to have to be more flexible and adaptable than ever. And those are our changes, right? And a lot of our staff is most of us, if not all of us have never gone through this type of situation before, right? So how are we leading from the front and helping design plans with our staff and our teams, both at the departmental level, but then really all the way down to the individual level, we spend a lot of time on uh, personal development goals for each one of our staff members. The transparency is there. We have an opportunity to try new things. I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that coming out of this, we're going to be better than we were going in because we're going to be forced to adapt and we're going to try new things. And there's probably no better time to be open to failing at some things than right now, because quite frankly, the financials in this unique year, you know, are going to be very different than any other year. Right. So some of the things that are at the forefront for us, when I think about major objectives are how are we using technology? innovation and technology to better the fan experience, which we can talk more about later across the different venues that we oversee and arenas. Conversely, how can we also use technology and innovation for corporate partnerships? How can we look at just the different marketing mix that goes into a corporate partnership? How is that different than it was you know, eight, nine months ago? And how is that value proposition really changed for a partner? And then obviously a big one for us on the lightning side specifically is continuing to maximize the brand. We just won the Stanley Cup, you know, and in a normal year, you know, you're riding that, you know, right out the gates and that that's a, you know, we, we want to make sure we're taking advantage of that because of the popularity and the brand, the growth in the brand and how, even if we are limited on how many people will be in the building in, in January, how are we getting more people exposure to our brand and bringing them in through our various marketing channels to be a part of this organization and be a, you know, be a lightning fan and really engage with us. So those are just a couple of the things that, I, that we're thinking about at a higher level as we're going through business planning. Just a couple, but that's that's right. a lot a lot to do. And I think it's interesting you mentioned that you, you as an organization, I think a, a lot will come out of this better 
in terms of that, you know, being nimble, as you said. So do you see that, you know, a year from now when you're planning for 2022 and, and beyond that, you know, have we kind of forever changed this this planning process to, to, to be better about looking at multiple scenarios? And do you think that will continue even when things quit, quote unquote, back to normal? I, I really do. You know, I'm a firm believer in, in a couple of different aspects and why. I think we've seen now as an industry how vulnerable we are to, to, to events taking place with fans in the building <clears throat> and how much of that can be out of our control. Right. So if you imagine having to play a full season with limited or no fans, which is going on as we speak, which may be our season going forward, we don't know, you know, how, how are we working with our partners, for an example, you know, that have some assets in arena, right? And, and we're going to need to change that, you know, so arguably those assets from a partner standpoint, probably, you know, aren't as valuable with 25% of the people in the building than they were a year ago at 100%. And so how are we you know, pivoting and providing new opportunities to reach and engage fans. The nice thing is, I think the way we approach our business with our partners, and, and I like to think that our partners would support this when we, when we have a conversation, but we, we really try to sit down and talk about, okay, what are the key objectives that our partner has, right? Like that's the most important because if we're not solving for those, it doesn't really matter what the asset is. Is it a scoreboard message? Is it an in-arena you know, video board, is it, you know, a dashboard for television, visible sign? It doesn't really matter. We have to understand what the objectives are. I'm a firm believer that if we do that, we'll figure out the ways to deliver that value. So I do not believe that partnership value is going down. I don't believe that that, you know, the spending in the partnership world is going to be less over time. Um, I actually believe it's going to be more. Uh, I just think we have to be continue to be better at how we are reaching our fans and engaging with them. I mean, the simple fact of the matter is, if somebody had something running in the arena for one given game, they're going to reach some part of 19,000 people in the building. Well, we have over a million fans on social alone, right? So if it was about impressions, we can deliver that easily some other way. If it's more about how you engage and how do you help fans recall a brand's partnership, how do you recommend and refer their brand, right? Those are going to be the things that really, I think for a partner, how are we reaching those people that aren't in the building? That's terrific. I I, I love what you're saying here, basically about not leading in, in these kind of partnership sales, not leading with inventory and saying, what, what do you want to buy? <laughs> but leading with, what do you want to accomplish? And then we can put together inventory, uh, you know, assets that will, that will meet yeah. that. And, and listen, Jim, like, I think most of us in the business do it that way. And it sounds really simple. I think the measuring stick on this is how often are you going back? Number one, are you establishing your KPIs out the gate with a partner? And this is what everybody's going to base success on. These are the performance metrics that we're going to use to evaluate if this program is working or not. And now more than ever, we as the property need to be flexible with partners as their business changes. And, you know, how do the KPIs change? Right. And so, you know, we're going to just have to be more adaptable and flexible to changing things out throughout the year and trying new things together. You know, ultimately, I believe if you show that flexibility, that adaptability, that you're going to work with a partner, you know, you're going to have a much better opportunity for a long-term partnership than just, you know, say, hey, we got to stay within, you know, these guardrails because that's what we agreed to from day one. We have to understand kind of going forward in the business climate that we're in, people's businesses are changing daily. 
right? And so their marketing has to, you know, is a function of that. It is constantly being reevaluated. The objectives are going to change. The objectives change, the KPIs change, right? And how we deliver those KPIs and different assets and things like that are naturally going to change as well. So again, I think as we go forward, the properties that that tend to be more flexible, more adaptable, and, and really you know leaning in and making changes for partners will be the ones that come out having more success. I, I would totally agree. And and that you know, adding that flexibility, d- does that require kind of a I don't want to say re-education, but but kind of you know, maybe maybe changing mindsets among staff or or whoever to say, hey, this this is a new world and we are going to have to manage things differently. So if you're, you know, running the the activations with, with our partners, you know, maybe in the past where it was kind of like, hey, you know, the contract was set and now we're just delivering against, you know, what what we promised. Today it's more of we're, this is now going to be an ongoing conversation and what they wanted 6 months ago as you were saying isn't necessarily going to work. I think more than anything it's the mindset, it's committing to that philosophy and then living it. Right. And, and over time, we, we will tell. But I think that is certainly something that we have already started over the last few months. I mean, listen, when we were paused back in mid-March, you know, we, sh- you know, we had to shut down the league for a little while with, I think, 85% of our season was complete. We still had to go figure out a way, working with our partners, to deliver on the 15% of the regular season, right, and then into the playoffs. So we've done a lot of this already. We've learned a lot. Granted, you know, kind of baptism by fire learning on the fly to really have to do this over the last few months. I think all in all, it's been a really good learning experience for us. I would think that, you know, if we had to go back in time, would we change some things and do some things differently? Yeah, certainly we can nitpick some things, but I think overall, and based on the results, our partners have been happy. And so that that is just kind of the mindset that we'll need to have moving forward across the board. I'm wondering how, especially for fans who, you know, maybe still and, and into 2021, you know, have questions about, you know, coming back to, to live events and, and being in an arena with thousands of other, other people. How, how are, are you thinking about that? And, and, and just in general, how do you think sports and entertainment properties should, you know, think about creating kind of compelling experiences, even if that experience is, is different than what we've all known for, for many, many years? No, I think a lot of it comes down to consumer confidence. I, I certainly, just speaking for myself and my own family's experience, right? On one, we feel comfortable going back to certain places, whether it's malls or movie theaters or whatever it is. You know, and this is just one person's opinion, mine. You know, the more aggressive the communication is about what is different and what has changed and what will my experience be like, the more confident I can become as a consumer before having to actually go do it. And so I think that, you know, kind of as we, we, we think about how we're going to do that, right, I could tell you right now from surveys and all the, the different, you know, opportunities we have to interact with our fans, speaking for the lightning part, the majority of our fans want to come back. And we're seeing that, we're hearing that throughout sports. When rubber meets the road and it's time to buy a ticket and come back in the building, will that actually convert as strong as you think it will? I think it's been well documented that, you know, the NFL's had some great success, but, you know, maybe the demand for tickets and being back in the in the stadiums uh, maybe hasn't been exactly what some of the surveys and things like that predicted. Um, I think we're learning from that, right? And so we have to be cautious about what are we seeing in surveys versus when it comes time to buy and come back into the building. So what can we do 
to be proactive with that. You know, my job and our entire team's job as an organization is really to prove to you and earn your confidence as a consumer that you're coming back into the safest venue possible. So, you know, as we work towards that, towards the start of the NHL season, we'll release more and more information around how we do that. I'm a big fan of, you know, visual and video and and giving something people that's tangible to see and, and to understand. So that's kind of the route we're going right now. But we've already announced some partnerships around some technology with our app uh, to allow people to conduct pretty much all of their commerce through their, their, their mobile device in our arena and really just be as contactless, as touchless as possible on their journey from when the time they arrive to the seats to they, to they leave uh, doing that. So that's where we're focusing a lot of our time right now. That's fantastic. And, and, and I think I've got this right too, that with that technology that will also uh, allow them to do that through the through the NHL app. So it'll be really kind of seamless. That's correct. Yeah, we've been working with the NHL. You know, we have our lightning content app, which, you know, has hundreds of thousands of downloads. And so now to be able to layer in this kind of e-commerce mobile wallet technology that allows you to have, you know, make any purchase at any point of sale around the building. And then on top of it, you know, for us to be able to layer in different rewards, loyalty, our season ticket member discounts, so they're not having to have other cards or do other things and literally one scan do it all. Again, it's it's ease. Again, it's it's the use of technology. It's touchless, right? It's doing all the things we want to build fans towards anyway, uh, as we evolve the fan experience. And, you know, I, I think if there's been a silver lining of the COVID situation, it's it has been that it has put that on the fast track for every building around the world, right? Because that is going to be the expectation. If you're going to convince me as a fan that it's safe to come back and to invest in your team and your product and be there, like I need to see those changes and I need to feel really confident about them. And you you mentioned that you have got a little bit of an advantage hosting the watch parties for the for the NHL finals. And uh, were there any lessons that learned that, that came out of that experience? I think there's a couple of kind of key pieces that was as we looked at the, the journey and, and obviously not every single piece of new technology is put into place by that will continue to evolve as we roll into this next season. But the maybe the the one that was best for us was ease of use. You know, the feedback from people on their experience after the after the event. And we did, I think we had six of them total between the playoffs, was very positive. Very positive. I feel safe. I felt safe ordering my food on my mobile, right? And then, you know, waiting for a text message to tell me to come pick it up rather than standing in line. You know, all of these things were very positive that it was easy. It was very, you know, intuitive, easy to use. The experience was good. You know, were there glitches? Yes. Are there things we need to get better at? Absolutely. But I think the early takeaways that people are, number one, at least the people that came were very open to using the technology. And then the second piece I think is just making sure you have a well-trained staff that's there to help with questions and walk people through the process. What's intuitive to you or I might be completely foreign and brand new to somebody else. And, you know, I, I remember that first time I had to download an app and upload a credit card and purchase something or do a mobile ticket, you know, and it, it's once you get through that, it's really easy. But it's a lot of times it's just getting people to try and change and do something new for the first time. If we're doing these things right as an industry, the fan experience is going to get better. It's going to be better than it was a year ago. It's going to be easier. It's going to be faster. It's going to be more convenient, right? And quite frankly, it's going to catch up 
the sports in venue experience from a consumer standpoint will catch up with a lot of other industries that we you know participate in day to day. And again, I look at that and I think, you know, a year from now we'll look back on it and say, our fans are genuinely having a better, easier fan experience they are now than they were, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. I guess I do have one final question, and and, and that is, does the chief marketing and revenue officer get a turn with the Stanley Cup? <laughs> you know, obviously there's a lot of protocols on where and when it goes and you know and, and travels right. around, but we've been able to get the cup to some of our biggest partners. You know, one of the best examples was to our healthcare partners and to be able to see the frontline, you know, doctors and nurses that have been doing God's work for the last you know, 10 months or so with everything going on to have an opportunity to take a picture with the cup. Amazing. Fantastic. Uh, the, the cup will probably embark with the players on their days soon, but we have been able to have some photo opportunities with our families, personally as employees, and then with our, uh, our partners and suite holders and such. So really excited. The NHL has been phenomenal to work with on a, obviously a really, you know, this is new to everybody. No one's had to do this before. Uh, how we're doing it now. They've been phenomenal to work with. And the folks on our leadership team that kind of have been liaisoning with them have put together an outstanding plan to get as many folks an opportunity to see the cup as possible. So, you know, over the next couple of months, uh, hopefully we'll have more opportunities to do that. But the ones I'm really looking forward to, you know, are, are, are the photos with the players and seeing them with their families and, uh, and friends, you know, being able to celebrate and taking that, that maybe once in a lifetime, once in a career moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's always the best part of it. So, so yeah. So, short story is no. I probably won't have a day with the cup, but that's okay. <laughs> I've been able to take a picture with it with my wife and my three daughters, and that will be a picture, you know, that we'll have, you know, in our house and in our lives forever. Absolutely. Uh, probably the most special moment for me in, in terms of my professional career. Finally, having an opportunity to win a championship. Uh, so, something I'll never forget, certainly, and, and hopefully. Uh, we'll get a chance to taste uh, that again in the future. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jared, thanks so much. I think it's been a great conversation. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and, and sharing those insights. And uh, maybe we'll do it again in 2021 and, and see how much, much of all of that came to light. We'll, we'll do it down in person. We'll get you down here. We'll have you go through the new fan journey at the arena. Great. We'd love <laughs> to get your feedback, being an uh, industry uh, expert on, on how we're doing. And I uh, cannot wait. Thanks again, Jared. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. And on behalf of everyone at Ticket Manager, thank all of you for watching, and please join us again for the next episode in our All Access interview series.